On this month's episode of Double Times Five, we say re rewind when the crowd say kill selector as we give ourselves a spit and polish and look at modern day remakes of classic slasher films. Yes, if you've ever seen photos or footage of yourself from the 20th century and thought that it would be better if it was all in glossy HD and you were played by a hot young movie star, then this is the show for you. I'm Cliff and I'm joined by my fellow devils, remarkable or remakeable, you decide. Emily, Bill, Luke, Bryony. Hello. 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 There they are. Uh, Now we have, we have an exciting announcement. The first ever Devil Times 5 live show is coming. Uh, It's taking place in Brighton on Friday the 30th of October, one day before Halloween. And it'll be a kind of stand-up comedy celebration of the stupidest things we've seen in our many, many years of watching horror. Uh, There'll be clips, there'll be chat, there may even be a song or two. Who knows? Uh, Because of physical distancing (laughs) measures, tickets are very limited. But we'll be streaming the show online as well. Um, So you can get tickets for the, the online stream but you have to pay for it. However, if you are in Brighton or can get to Brighton, we'd love you to be there in person. Uh, Keep an eye on our Facebook and our Twitter for ticket info, end of advert. So, all excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hells yeah. I only just decided to agree to do it, but (laughs) cool. Um, Of course, before we get into this month's theme, let's kick things off with our highs and lows from the last few weeks of horror viewing. Uh, Phil, you can start. Um, okay, I've nicked your high. I'm going to nick your high, Cliff, if that's all right. Fair enough. Um, because this month I fancied watching a horror film, you know, a bit, a bit out of left field. Um, so I asked Cliff if he could recommend one. And you recommended a really good one, which I'd never heard of, called Exhibit A. Um, which I was I was surprised at how good it was. It's like, I really like um, found footage horror films, and I know they're almost 100% dog shit. Um, <laughs> and, so this, and this is like a found footage... Um, horror film of a sort of family descending into hell but it's British and it's got lots of sort of um, British like like proper British tropes in it which make your skin crawl mainly the dad who is doing impressions of Jeremy Beadle yeah that's right doing impressions of Jeremy <laughs> Beadle and doing it's really strange one of the most it's a very disturbing film and um, one of the things that was most disturbing one of the scenes that was most disturbing is they try and do a film for You've Been Framed halfway through <laughs> and it's I couldn't believe how upsetting the, the <laughs> you've been framed bit is because it's a, I don't think I'm doing spoilers but essentially it's a, I mean it's a dad it's a dad descending into madness in a very realistic way in fact it, it would be almost too painful to watch if he was a better actor but luckily <laughs> <laughs> luckily he's not a very good actor so you have got a little bit of respite but um, there's a bit yeah where they film a you've been framed clip and he, the children aren't getting it right they're not getting the sort of pratfall right and he's just getting more and more angry and more and more insane it just becomes weirder and more tense uh, so yes thanks very much cliff i thought that was amazing yeah um, i was um i mean i hate f- almost all found footage and yeah. yeah i mean it's great it's so good it does it so well you never have that feeling of why are they still filming the reason they're filming whoever's got the camera they're filming for evidence it's really clever because they they have a setup for why they're filming at the start and then that changes three times throughout the film so yeah. it doesn't matter that the original reason they were filming isn't the reason anymore it it switches to another reason but there's always a reason why they're filming yeah and they never film there are, lo- there are huge parts of that film where stuff happens off camera because you wouldn't film that mm. but you know what's happened because you understand that 
the lead up to it and you understand what's happened because you see what happens when they next start filming yeah but they, they never engineer some oh i left the camera on during that bit part yeah, they yeah. always know they're being filmed they know when they're filming it, i'm surprised it's not better known because it's very good is it just because it's so horrible you know? oh, i don't know i mean it's it's, it's zero budget isn't it well, and, I guess so, um, yeah yeah I saw it on Prime. It's on Prime, but I oh, cool. uh, paid for the DVD straight afterwards because oh, really? I want to see the making of. I really like it's got it's got one of the world's best like route one metaphors ever, which is like halfway through they just make the dad dig a hole. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's just digging a hole all the way through. Like, yeah. what could that possibly mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my high. Um, I haven't really got low, so I'm going to go for the host just because it's you know the film you host. Host. Uh, host sorry not the host just because it's like um uh you know it seems to be everyone was sort of loving it and i i didn't love it it's kind of fine but it did think i thought was funny about it was that um it's like they really wanted to get out a film that was based on zoom and they've done that quite well like it's a good zoom horror film but then they need scares so it's literally like they've cut and pasted every scare from every film they can possibly think of so you could probably build this film from scratch just with clips of other films uh, so there's <laughs> nothing new in it but i quite liked it it was fine but like you know. um luke i suspect that uh, phil's stolen your high yeah Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I stole two! I stole a high and a medium. Um, you've stolen my high as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I put it at a medium. Solid three right, stars. So I'm such a dick. Luke <laughs> and Emily, you both loved Host. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was very well made. I, I think you like Unfriended, don't you, Cliff? Love it. I've never really liked them. I feel like with those ones, it was where they had to make when someone was ringing on Skype too loud. Like they had to make the noise right. way too loud for you to be able to, like when someone rings in. But this one felt like it was actually a lot more natural. Like with Unfriended Dark Web, I hated every single character right from the start. Oh yeah, I'm not a fan of Dark Web so much, but the the original is incredible. I think the difference between Host and Unfriended for me is that Unfriended uses programs and apps and things like that, um, as well as the what's happening on the webcams to get its scares, printers even. Whereas Host, it's just what's happening on the webcam. So it, it felt to me a bit like watching you know, paranormal activity scenes at yeah. the sixth of the screen size. Um, but I was very impressed by the fact that they pulled it off because it's, you know, obviously made under lockdown conditions and it's a marvel, a technical marvel, what they do. I just I didn't think... find it scary. No, it wasn't very scary. scary. Why no. is it a technical marvel though? Because it seems like there was nothing, the... there was nothing particularly sort of... I mean, there's it's... fire stunts. There's someone gets flung into the air. There's, oh, the air uh, bit is good, I suppose. Yeah. There's, there's that bit where like loads of things are being knocked out of cupboards and that. And yeah, that that looks like it was done on a special, specially built set. I mean, it might be just done with strings pulled by people <laughs> out of shot. But given the conditions that it was made in, how many people can you get out of shot? Yes, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, but I think you're right. It's not massively scary, probably. I think it's just more subtle. There's those very subtle bits where people walk out of a room and you'll see certain things like that part with the thing in the background, some feet in the background, and the loft bit. Yeah, um, the loft when, bit's good, yeah. When I was watching that bit, I was like, oh, this reminds me of Recto. The loft mm. bit is the original viral video, isn't it? Um, um, they did a uh, sort of viral prank video based on Wreck, possibly even using a clip from Wreck. Yeah, with the little um, boy that... Rah! I haven't seen it, but... Yeah. He what? Sorry, what's he do? He goes, right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Don't need to watch it now. It's Tommy Cooper. He comes out. <laughs> and he goes, I'm a dead boy in your ceiling. 
<laughs> I've been living up here. I'm terribly tired. And to be honest, what would you be more scared of seeing in your loft, a boy or Phil? <laughs> Dressed as Tommy Cooper. <laughs> um, Emily, what did you think? I, I really, really liked it. And I'm not, I don't really like found footage or things like that. So I was incredibly sceptical. But yeah, it's basically kind of like a 21st century ghost watch, really. It's a little bit, um, it, it, you know, it's quite trad. It doesn't do anything too aside from the technical stuff doesn't do anything too kind of untoward it's not massively scary but it is unsettling and it is very effective and it confounded my expectations and yeah really really enjoyed it hmm. luke have you got an alternative high then or are you going to stick with host um no i haven't got I just, i'm going to stick with that That's fine. um but my low is going to be Blackwater abyss um the sequel to i think 2008 Blackwater. Um, which wasn't a bad thing, just a woman in a pretty much in a swamp hiding up in a tree with a crocodile round near her. That was a bit of a bit of fun. Then the director said, Oh, let me make a sequel like years later. It's open water in a tree, isn't it, the original? Yeah, the original was pretty much that. And this one is just home and away with crocodiles. It's oh, no. really, <laughs> really poor. At like the start of it, just it has. It does this... sound better than Home and Away without crocodiles. <laughs> I would watch Home and Away with crocodiles. <laughs> it's got this really weird soft glow of um, a made-for-TV movie, but then I remembered that this was the film when cinemas reopened. This was the first film to be released, and I think they thought everyone was going to rush to go and see this, and it they didn't. This one bombed, but it's still in cinemas at the moment. But it's on VOD as well, so I don't, I don't really understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not hugely rushing out. I'm not, I'm not scared of the virus particularly, but but there's so much on on streaming now. It yeah. almost seems a little bit pointless. I wonder yeah. if the studios have shot themselves in the foot, especially with the size of your telly as well. Like you've got oh. a big telly, so why? You? Got a big, big big telly, seven point one surround Atmos, you know, <laughs> and no one eats popcorn in my house. So yeah. you know. So Emily, host was your high as well. You got an alternative? I don't know because I've, I've had a massive migraine for a lot of this month, which was kind of like a red wine hangover without any fun whatsoever. So is that um, your low, having a migraine? Yeah, my migraine was my low. Um, my low is also because um, I hadn't obviously hadn't had enough of recent-ish remakes where everyone is prettier and more boring than the original movie. Um, I watched the Carrie remake from 2013. Oh, why did you do that to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It, was on, it was on telly and I was... I was too lazy to move. I was eating, oh, eating a big ice cream. Um, oh, it's a bad film. <laughs> it is a bad film, yeah. And it's just, you know, when something's bad, but you also feel a bit sorry for the people in it. Like, I mean, yeah. I like Julianne Moore and I like uh, Chloe Grace Moritz, but they weren't served well by the movie at all. It was just like, it was meant to be a more faithful rendition of what happens in the book. And mm. no, no, it's not. It's just rubbish. Bryony! My high is I'm I'm gonna cheat. It's a rewatch. It's Wishmaster. It's just gloriously silly. I love that film. It? It's so stupid. <laughs> he's just such a bad baddie because he just he's like <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. Oh, it's great. But some of the effects are quite cool. But um, yeah, it's just it's gloriously stupid, and it just cheered me up because I got put off films after last month. I think. They were good last watched, month, though. They were good, but I watched them all in like three days, oh, so I felt yeah. very ill for a while. Oh, no, not film poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, controversially, I quite enjoyed this month because they're all really fucking stupid, these films, weren't they? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't have a low because I just watched Wishmaster and went, you know what, I'm done. I don't have to watch any more films. Wow, okay. 
Um, I haven't seen Wishmaster since the VHS days, but oh, I remember really? liking it. I just love it because Robert Englund's in it for like all of five seconds, but he's top billing. Yeah. Mm. Which is a great trick I love. Typical England behaviour. Uh, my high is, um, well, my high was Exhibit A, but um, I'm going to go with She Dies Tomorrow, which is um, horror adjacent. It's a new um, drama about a woman who um, <laughs> decides that she's going to die the next day. And um, she tells her friend and then her friend suddenly becomes overwhelmed with the idea that she's going to die. And she goes to her sister-in-law's birthday party and announces it, that. And before long, they all decide they're going to die the next day. And it's all quite bleak and uh, very nicely shot. And it reminded me of a ghost story a bit, like in the way that it kind of, you know, it's a treatise on our mortality done in you know, a kind of arty way. Yeah, it's really good. It was excellent. And my low... Um, is uh, something that I saw on Prime. Dark was the night, aka Monster Hunter, which is a really annoying American low-budget uh, monster movie. Except the monster doesn't actually kill anyone; kills a few farm animals, um, and most of the film seems to be spent on this tedious sheriff's love life, or you know, domestic life with his uh, estranged wife, custody battle for their daughter, all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's so tedious. And uh, I hated pretty much every minute of it. It was one of those things where, like, as soon as you turn it on, I'm, like, I'm going to hate this. Just going to hate it all the way through. But <laughs> you I've, I've rage started watched it, now. it. Oh, no. I hate when you Yeah, because I don't like film. turning off film unless it's just so awful. Yeah. I think the last, last film I turned off was um, that documentary with Josh Homme and Iggy Pop, um, just talking about how much they love each other. If I wanted to... <laughs> see two men wanking each other off i'd watch gay porn but you know i didn't um anyway (laughs) (laughs) they were our highs and lows and now let's see what deja vu feels like as we move into this month's theme of slasher remakes And we're going to be using quite a broad definition of slashers here. Basically anything where the threat is more stabby than supernatural. With that in mind, we begin with our first feature this month, Lars Klevberg's 2019 remake of Child's Play. Andy, I know this move has been really tough, but this is supposed to be a new start for us, remember? You said you were going to try to make new friends. Buddy can connect to and control all of your Caslin products and smart home devices. At Caslin. We believe that happiness is about more than entertainment. It's about being known, understood, loved. Introducing your new best friend. Chucky? Andy, if you know something, you better tell me. Something's wrong with Chucky. Buddy can connect to and control all of your cameras. Chucky is a toy. He could be anywhere. We have to stop him. A friendless boy is given a mass-produced robot companion as an early birthday present, but due to reprogramming by a disgruntled sweatshop worker, this particular model has a very violent personality. Um, So I guess uh, it's probably one of the most controversial of the remakes because Chucky is such an icon. Mm. And and also the original Child's Play series is still going fairly strong. Um, but 21st century AI robot Chucky, Phil, you picked this for us to do as a feature. What do you make of 
him, Chucky, and the film. I was really sort of surprised by how much I liked this film because I liked Chucky. And, and Child's Play, the original Child's Play was one of the first horror films I think I ever saw. That, and definitely one of the first horror films that genuinely, genuinely scared me, I think. And... Mm. Um, and uh, so I was kind of thinking. I mean, obviously they're gonna they're gonna mess it up and make it awful. Um, I mean, the original Child's Play is probably not that great a film if you rewatch it now. It's right? really, <laughs> it's really no. poor. Oh, I still love it's it. It's charming. I, I, no, I do like it, but it's um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's by the numbers, isn't it? You know, Devil Doll. Um, yeah, but it, it, it manages to make. A packet of batteries, scary. Yeah, oh, that—that's the most scary part of that film, isn't it? Where she just turns yeah. it around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no batteries. Oh, we've all been there. Um, <laughs> I remember it being genuinely terrifying. But and and maybe this remake isn't. I mean, or maybe it's because I'm forty. But maybe this remake isn't as scary. But what I it's liked not for about you. Not. <laughs> that's right. Just don't feel like it's really speaking to me as a forty-year-old man. <laughs> you know. Things move on, don't they? I suppose. I suppose I'm supposed to be watching Brecht. Um, I'm just sick of Brecht. Um, Brechtian child's play would be absolutely amazing. That's right. Just four hours of a doll looking out a window. Yeah, if it was Brexian, it would also be narrating and telling you how it was feeling in the um, in the third person. <laughs> he does that quite a lot, though, doesn't he? <laughs> to be fair, yeah, he doesn't quite doesn't do like a long monologue and then go, "Chucky is eating your knees." <laughs> <laughs> Chucky feels alone now, so he killed the cat. <laughs> I think what they did that was really clever was that they really thought about how it could literally mm. happen in the 21st century, how it yeah. could possibly be. And it works perfectly. And I really like the fact they made Chucky not evil, just misunderstood. <laughs> he's just different. He just does. He's trying to be loved. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't understand that Aww. murder's bad. Yeah. Oh, is this bad? But I thought this was what you wanted. <laughs> this is Tupac. Um, it felt yeah, very so, Black Mirror, didn't it? With the oh, it's a black it's it's a Black Mirror episode, a hundred percent. It's yeah. a Black Mirror episode, yeah. I thought it had really good characters in it. I mean, especially after the films we've watched this this month, nice to have characters that aren't like cut glass posh people driving BMWs to their um, posh Ooh. house in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. insane how how many films we watch that are just rich people. You know what I mean? So well, that's one like thing that. that it has kept on from the original Charles play, isn't it? That Andy yeah. and his mum are poor. Yeah. And she has to get a knockoff. She has to get a knockoff doll. Yeah. 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 Um, They're likable as well. And even the kids, all the kids are quite likable too. Well, all the kids are likable, I, yeah. I don't yeah. like the way that they, all these 12 year old kids speak as if they're 30 year old Los Angeles sitcom script writers <laughs> just quipping the whole time in, in ways that children don't speak. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Almost like it was written by Stephen King. So well, no, no. Like oh, you written, shitter. No, like it was written by the fucking uh, writing room of, I don't know. The Simpsons or something. Big, oh, Big Bang Theory Big or Bang some shit theory. like that. I don't know. Don't watch any of those things because I hate that kind of comedy. Well, yeah, you're not alone. But that's definitely. all comedy where everyone has the same tone of voice. Yeah, oh. one character and they've just fractaled them out, just split them out. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Same, yeah, same voice coming out of different... Now it's a voice coming out of a woman, now it's a voice coming out of a child. Yeah, it's um, so annoying. <laughs> uh, Luke, um, I mean, you do look more like the original Chucky than this uh, new Chucky. That's that's obviously a compliment because this new Chucky is ugly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and terrifying. Generally creepy. How could they even sell so many of like that ugly fucking doll? Yeah. 
I still don't know how to feel about this. Like, I think it's quite slow at some points, and I have always found it weird that Don Mancini said he wants nothing to do with this film because the new Chucky films weren't that great. Like, Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky were pretty bland. Like, it was still fun to see. <laughs> I saw Cult of Chucky at Fright Fest, but I was in seat like C thirty one, so I was basically watching it. Oh, yeah, the, su- on the, the very super thin screen when you can't parallel- even see anything. Yeah, yeah, on a very thin parallelogram, trying to make out what was happening <laughs> on the screen. I was thinking, is this what I've spent two hundred and fifty quid on for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I find it weird that Don Mancini is yes, still, he said, because they're, they're, they're bringing out the TV series now, so it's weird that that's still happening, but they did this remake, but I do like that it's a remake that does something different, it's not a serial killer going into the doll this mm. time, that it is just them switching a button, it did remind me of Small Soldiers a little bit, from them putting the wrong yeah. chip inside, yeah. inside the thing. And um, I mean, it's funny that it's even got language and violence settings in the first yeah. place to switch off <laughs> i mean it's so stupid I'm, I'm i'm impressed that they managed to get this to the screen without someone going this is fucking stupid you need to make it more believable especially after the um the simpsons episode years ago the halloween oh, one, yeah. they've got the the evil crusty doll and they're like uh, the, the repair man looks at it and goes well here's your problem you have the switch set to evil yeah. set a switch right. on the back that says evil and good and they're like oh this is the problem they just flick it over to good and it behaves itself and stops killing people but I do like the finale a lot like just mm. with the the razor blades on drones it's just <sighs> it's, oh, it's so good but it's so brief but it's yeah, it's, it's interesting to see him with a whole like crew this time of a teddy bear and st- <laughs> stuff. It's like that's, oh, the teddy that bear is like pro- is proper. I mean, they're all they're all freaky toys, obviously. But there's something the teddy bear is particularly um, malevolent looking and spooky. Mm. I do love that massacre scene. I just wish it went on for about ten minutes rather than two. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's just I'm, I was quite surprised by this because I I hated the director's previous film uh, oh, Polaroid. Um, oh. Polaroid, all oh, right. Yeah, and I was worried that this was going to be as bad as that and. The little boy seems to be in so many like newer horrors now. He's, I think he was the boy in Lights Out, so oh, right. he can he can be a little bit annoying in them. But I think he I think he's good in this. It's, yeah, it's it is pretty much the Lexa as a serial killer. That's what the yeah. film yeah. is. But it's yeah. it's fun. It's fun still. And I'll, I'll be interested to see if they would carry on with this. But I don't know what's really going to happen with the TV series and that. Yeah, I um, I, it annoys me that they called him Chucky. There's no need for it, really. They could have, because he, he, he he's not he's not he's not our Chucky, is he? No, he's not. That, did, that was he's a little the... bit shoehorned in. Um, what do you think of um, the voice? What do you think of uh... Mark Ham? Well, yeah. this is the other thing. Why not only would people um, buy this really ugly doll, but why also why would they buy a doll of a little boy that speaks like a middle-aged man that's so it's just all wrong i probably i probably would to be fair just just because i like gross shit and also you know i quite like a, a mark hamill talking doll because his voice acting is fabulous yeah he um, is brilliant voice he's acting. A, he's amazing his joker is amazing yeah because i was generally impressed as a voice actor. i was like i like the voice i liked how it was like just you know quite flat and creepy and weird like as opposed to the original where it's just like like, <laughs> that's my chucky impression man chucky ah. um oh it's bringing it bringing it all flooding back oh, yeah, <laughs> i'm gonna do better Ooh. i mean it sounds more like the boy in the loft in wreck yeah. <laughs> and the wishmaster ah. <laughs> 
That also sounds like an evil chicken. Do you get a lot of voiceover work, Riley? <laughs> I do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Riley, the new voice of Mr. Cadbury's parrot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, um, I feel like Pam Doove. Squad <laughs> <laughs> <Score> me. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i like the way that it's well it's very funny the first half of it is it's a really funny comedy Mm. and it makes it's such a change for a remake to go lighter than the original Mm. rather because they all try to go dark don't they Mm. They all trying to make it grimier and sleazier and you know like i mean the texas chainsaw massacre is a great case in point like why did why did they think that they needed to make Leatherface and his family more horrible than they were in the first film. <laughs> yeah, right. How's that going to make it better? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, the second half isn't as funny. It's, it's good, but um, I really love the first half of this film. It's great. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, it was funny. I liked the characters. None of the children were that annoying. Um, yeah. The deaths were good. I particularly enjoyed the face on the pumpkin. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, that was that was proper <laughs> yeah. horrible, and great. Yeah. yeah, and then the sort of the palaver of like trying to get rid of it. Is it a pumpkin or a grapefruit? Uh, watermelon. Sorry, watermelon. That's the one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know one fruit from the other. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, chips. A lot of reviewers I follow and respect were like, "This is actually not terrible." So maybe that's why I enjoyed it because I went in with like a, "Oh, this isn't terrible" attitude, unlike some of the other remakes that we watched this month. So, I mean, what would you say, better than the original or, or not as good? I think it's so separate. I think it's separate entity. They're both good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's more reimagining good. than a remake. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like one of those directors, Luke. <laughs> you say that after everything. Yeah, it's more of a, a, re- a reimagining. <laughs> I mean, some of, the, some of these definitely are. They, I guess this definitely is, isn't it? It is more of a reimagining than a remake. It's just such a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. So even if um, the original Child's Play isn't exactly a widely acclaimed classic outside of horror fandom, there's one film that is that got an even more controversial remake. Gus Van Sant's virtually shot for shot, line for line, music cue for music. Music cue rework of Psycho with wanking added. Well, added wanking. Forgot that they added that in. That's the is idea. it pig yeah. murder or cow murder? I think it's cow murder. Cow the, murder. The brief, brief, bit where you get like there's also a, a mysterious lady in a mask who does this. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. There's some odd additions. I mean, yeah, a little bit gorier, a little bit sexier. A Quite a bit. lot wankier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wankier. Yeah. And, and wankier. it doesn't work, does it? That bit because. Um, I mean, not least because Norman is so uh, meticulous about cleanliness and, you know, his OCD and all that. Mm. Um, and yet he's just there wanking against the wall, coming on the floor. That's the wank wall. That's where it goes. It's a, it's a wank wall, but also he might have a glove on. We don't know. Yeah. Well, he might, but he, he then zips up without wiping it off or anything. So he's well, then we don't, He might have something below him. He's, he's got spunky trousers. He wipes it on the wall. Got a little bin below him. Do you not he's have got a wank wall? got a little bin <laughs> a little bin do you think it comes straight in the bin when i said he's got a glove on i didn't mean on his hand uh, <laughs> that would explain the zipping up after oh a posh wank yes. posh wank yeah posh wank well i mean oh, it's I, already I, quite posh this is a wall this involved. scene this scene did trouble me so i did a bit of digging and um i found this deleted scene from gus van Sant's psycho <laughs> mother Oh, God. Jizz. Spunk. 
Come, stop, just don't come, stop. That, deleted scene there. That's better than the whole of that film. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the worst. I think this is this has got like I genuinely think this has got kudos to be the worst film ever made. Yeah. How just though? because, because because it's not not because it's like made badly or made like not as good as other films or whatever. Just because the idea is just so completely worthless, pointless. pointless. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a, it's a stupid like art project that he clearly. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I'll do, I'll do this. So like, it's like when like you watch Bugsy Malone, and then the next day you'd go to like a, a secondary school performance of Bugsy Malone. Like, why would you do that to yourself? That happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> I saw my I saw my school's performance of Bugsy Malone, and it was horrible. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a partial girls' school, so the girl playing um the boxer was like, "So you want to be a boxer? <laughs> in the golden ring." It was so. My dad actually snuck off. He went to the pub. And he came back at the end. He was like, "You're brilliant. That's great. Fantastic. I'll go home and watch Psycho now." It was Who great did you fun. play, Brownie? I was a goon. Um, okay. Just a goon. Just a goon. Didn't do much. Chorus. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was bullshit because I was the lead in the previous year. What was that? I, I, uh, I was in a play uh, in year seven called On the Ration, and I played Brian. Uh, <laughs> the Russian? No, the, the <laughs> on the ration, like in the war. <laughs> Orange and I, juice. I sang orange juice, yeah, and uh, I sang about being, you know, on the black market, and it was called "On the Fiddle," and it, the song was "Get <laughs> on the Fiddle." It's the only way to stay alive. Get <laughs> on the fiddle. It's the only way that we will all survive. An old man shook my hand afterwards. He said it was really good, and that's uh, what pushed me to perform. As long as he hadn't been on the fiddle. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, girl school, quite confusing times. Um, nothing to do with Psycho though, which was shit. <sighs> is it though? I mean, it it's psycho. Is. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's point. I wouldn't say it's the worst film ever made, but certainly one of the most pointless. Yeah, and pointless. Also, Gus Van Sant is one of those annoying directors because occasionally he's brilliant, and then the rest of the time you just think, should have just made a book of photographs, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it looks nice. This it is the first Gus Van Sant film I've ever liked. Really? <laughs> yeah. What, is, is Elephant Gus Van Sant? Yeah, I yeah. think I liked I Elephant. Oh, oh I, I don't like that. Elephant's mm. not bad, but it is quite a Gus Van Wank film again. Yeah. Right? What else very... has he done? Um, uh, to my Die Own for... Private Idaho. Yeah. Definitely a great movie. Drugstore Cowboy. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen them all, to be fair. I haven't seen the Kurt Cobain I haven't, Cobain This one. is the first one I've liked. Because it is Psycho, and Psycho is a decent film, and this is just a very faithful remake. It just <laughs> seems really weird that wrong. you can just do it again. Just like, mm. I'll do that again. Mm. Like, yeah, I mean, it is a bit pointless. I mean, we did watch pointless. Psycho like two months ago, so yeah. it's still quite fresh in my brain. But it just doesn't work like in the modern updated setting. It just doesn't... It was really weird. Just everything felt really off. Yeah. What doesn't work is Vince Vaughn deciding to play Norman as a kind of Ted Bundy type, perhaps? Yeah. Just a normal guy, yeah. an attractive guy. Because um, he's still reciting the lines of a twitchy weirdo. Did you, just, did you yeah. just say Vince Vaughn is attractive? He is attractive. People like him, yeah. People like he him. He was when he made this. I don't Not my cup of tea. Less so now. People do like... find him sexually attractive, though. I've I've heard people like people do find him sexually attractive, though. They do. Yeah, he was quite pretty <laughs> in the late nineties. It's your wife, isn't it? Your wife finds him. Yeah, sexually yeah. People, I, oh yeah. People do find him sexually attractive. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, I like him. He's haggard looking. 
Do you know what reminded me of this film, right? Is you know if you go to Asda late in the day and you get an <laughs> you get an eclair and like the um and the cream's a bit they still do farm stores in Asda. <laughs> That's right. And 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 the the cream's a bit off, but still edible. <laughs> it's like um, there's something wrong with it. I mean, it's like an eclair, but <laughs> it's just a bit off. <laughs> I wonder if Gus Van Sant's intention was to go to the critics, it's yeah. a piss see take. if they would yeah. say, see if they would say, look, we can see you've just done Psycho again, but it's rubbish, and then they would have to explain why. Uh, so maybe he was saying, you know, Psycho isn't a perfect film, guys. Mm. And I challenge you to watch a virtually shot for shot remake of it and yeah. try and justify how it's not as good as you claim the original is. If that is what he did, and I do think that is what he did, um, he's unwittingly proved like the auteur theory of, of film, hasn't he? Because it is shot for shot Psycho. And apart from the fact he has to use different actors, um, he's sort of proved that Hitchcock was shitloads better than other filmmakers because the magic is lost. It's like mm. the same story, mm. everything's the same, but that unknowable little turn of the screw that Hitchcock was able to put into films, he can't put into his film. So he's proved that actually that there is something magic in somebody having an artistic vision and actually sort of playing it out. Uh, I mean, I, I beg to differ. I, I think it's, it's, well, it's not as good as Hitchcock's Psycho, but that's mainly because Vince Vaughn isn't as good as Anthony Perkins. No, there's a whole host of wrong. different. There's a whole host of different but things. I'd say, like... I'd say Anne Hesh. I think is it's so weird when Anne Hesh, Anne Hesh as Marion Crane got killed off halfway through. I actually was a bit shocked because I liked her so much. I, I'd forgotten that she wasn't going to be in the whole film. That's mad, isn't it? That's mental. It's mad, yeah. yeah. I was. I, I wanted to be killed in the first like five minutes. It's a different idea. <laughs> I wanted to survive the shower scene and be like, "You can't do that, Norman." What are you like? And, and together they get together. They run the motel. It's really successful. Oh yeah. And then there's a, there's a song at the end. And then the, the very last scene could be like a really high sort of drone shot, and you can just see Bates motels or like they franchised them all up way up the freeway. Oh yeah. That you know what I mean? and, then, and then at the end the camera pans up to the moon and there's a Bates Motel on the moon oh be brilliant <laughs> maybe to, it's a, um, what a wonderful world <laughs> yep that'd see that that would be I would watch that film yeah. uh, right okay so not as massively respected as Hitchcock's Psycho but still a seminal slasher Friday the 13th got the remake treatment in 2009 eh. Eh. I liked it yeah I fell yeah. asleep I like it it's got it's a bit good. of alright cinematography. I like the little when the guy's with the little swingy light and then Jason appears behind him. I like he's that got little a, bit. Yeah, he's got a bag on his head and then he's got a mask on. That's yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> that first scene where he burns someone alive, that's pretty horrible. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. yeah it's, think... it's, it's got it's got some good moments. It's nicely made. I think it's about twenty minutes too long. I think oh, yeah. any of these kind of slasher type movies benefit from being just ninety minutes and that's it. Although it does um, feel like a nine-minute film because the first twenty minutes are like a standalone prologue. Yeah, yeah. I guess. But the 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 chase at the end feels incredibly yeah. stretched out. Oh god, yeah. yeah. And that douchebag they've got in it—he's such a pantomime villain. The the sort of oh, uh, he really is. Yeah. You know, what I mean, they're giving him like, literally. He's he's less than one-dimensional as a character, isn't he? He's like, um, I'm going to be a dickhead about literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, him. Yeah, but I mean. They they all are. That's that's this annoying two thousands thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, all, these, all these kids rich. will talk about is like 
weed and yeah. beer and oh, how do so they have boring. any friends it's really i know like it's very confusing why am i so lonely and these people so <laughs> abundant <laughs> the amount of kegger parties we've sat through this month like oh every single God. one of these kegger films. parties and, and they're tips. all like in their early 20s yeah it's like yeah. haven't you learned to drink yet you fucking losers <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say a big goodbye to all American listeners. Um, <laughs> Shots, that's a supping tequila. God damn it. They, they get very overexcited about beer in their early yeah. 20s in America, don't they? Yes. And red cups. Mm. Yeah. Are, they only, are they only allowed the red cups? Because like I, they, they only ever seem to drink out of those red cups. Maybe it's like the pee badges you have to put on cars, so you've only just passed the legal drinking <laughs> age. <laughs> Me and Brian, you were talking about all these films, about how they've got very unsexy sex scenes. And I think mm. this, is, this is like, this, this wins the prize for the least sexy sex scenes of any mm. of these films, I think. Yeah, doesn't one of the blokes say uh, say to this girl, your tits are so fucking perfect, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what kind of line is that? <laughs> Uh, but Friday the 13th was one of five horror remakes made by Michael Bay's company Platinum Jeans. Of the others, we've already talked about the Amityville Horror on episode 13, Nightmare on Elm Street on episode 19, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on episode 31. So that just leaves The Hitcher. I think this is better than the original, The Hitcher. It's a lot more fast-paced. Sean Bean's is Sean good. Bon. Sean Bourne. Sean Bourne. Sean Bourne. Sean Bean. Yeah, scene bean. Scene bean, Sean Bon. Sean Bon. Scene bean. Scene bean is better. I, I didn't watch this. I'm not sure. Best. Does it's he do good. It with the, does he do it with a Yorkshire accent? No, no he doesn't. He doesn't say oh, bastards. He doesn't say bastards. I really would think they should have gone with the Yorkshire accent. I really yeah, totally. think they should have done. I don't know why they give him an American accent. He's still great in it. He's very malevolent and he does genuinely yeah. seem dangerous. He's, He's very threatening. Does yeah. sometimes, it never seems to stray too far from his, his original, but I just, mm. I would have been more keen to watch this if it was just get in the car, you yeah. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. He's the hitcher. It'd be more like, can I get in your car, you bastard? <laughs> can I have a lift? No, you can't. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> get a lift, you bastard. Whenever I feel sad, there's a YouTube video of every time Sean Bean, Sean Bean, Sean Bean said bastard on um, Sharp. What's that? Yeah, Sharp. Oh, that's, I love that. That's one of those videos it's, I watch regularly. Yeah, whenever you're yeah. bastard, bastard. It's just bastard. Yeah, bastard. There's variations bastard. as well. They're sort of like, get up, you oh, Belgian bastard. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you bastard. <laughs> it's, um, it's glorious. <laughs> But this film, the hitch is good. Like uh, the the couple as well. Usually in these sorts of films, I would hate the couple, but I don't hate the couple in this one. I think no. they're they're they're, really, they're watchable. And, and an interesting uh, change to the original because it follows. It's very faithful to the original, except uh, it's only one guy, the, the, just one driver. Um, C. Thomas Howell plays him, and he's fine. But I think I think they made the right choice to split him into two different people rather than him meeting someone halfway through who he sort of gets together with. I, I, I re-watched the original today, and it is a good film. It's a great little thriller, but this is so much better. It's um, faster, yeah. it's gorier, it's more exciting. It's got Nine yeah. Inch Nails on the soundtrack. I was yeah, going to say, yeah. I was like, "That's yeah. where's that come from? A little bit of fuck you like an animal. A bit of that a choice closer, but... Like an animal. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it did, actually, yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> fuck you like an animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's the song that me and my wife met to. Oh, is really? it? Dance floor, yeah. <laughs> that's cute. It's our oh. song. It does that's... need a skiffle redoing, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
to be honest, I would I would listen to a whole record of Nine Inch Nails skiffle covers. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is a Richard Cheese cover of Closer that is that. Okay. Or sort of easy listening skiffle type thing. I mean, it's it's rubbish, obviously, but if you find that sort of thing amusing, then it's the sort of thing that'll amuse you. This is another Cliff grow up moment, isn't it? When you're just, oh, just grow up. <laughs> Listen to ironic skiffle, just grow up. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, keep it that way. It did song. You know, in um the Dawn of the Dead remake, they've got the Down with the Sickness, like, yeah. your mother's scared of get oh, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, that's, that one, yeah. that's him. Okay. I like that one. Him. That one's all right. Yeah, that one works quite nicely. Yeah. Anyway. I've saying Richard Gear this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, yes. Uh, yeah, Luke, the hitcher. Who is it in the first one? Rutger Hauer. Yeah, Rutger Hauer. He's. he's brilliant as the hitcher um but i think this is still this is just just as good like it's more fast paced yeah and the thing is i reckon if it was made like five ten years later it would be a really tedious 10-part netflix series (laughs) yeah Mm. definitely definitely yeah 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 you'd probably see you'd probably see the hitcher like two minutes at the end of each episode yeah. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't get a lift until the final final yeah. episode. <laughs> Just them driving for the first nine. You'd have to sit through five hours of his relationship with his mum before it <laughs> <laughs> And people say, Oh, you gotta watch the hitcher, it gets really good on like episode six of season three. Yeah. When all the when all the pieces are in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Right. There's loads more like the hitcher, nineteen eighties VHS source material, where that came from. Uh, I'm thinking of remakes of The Stepfather, My Bloody Valentine, April Fool's Day, The House on Sorority Row, things like that. You know, not amazing films to begin with necessarily, but um, good fun. Mm. And perhaps, perhaps the sort of stuff that, you know, you would think might make a good remake. Not always the case though, is it? I really liked Sorority Row. I think that was my favourite. What? Okay. <laughs> what? I really liked it. It was really It's just fun. a bit, it's, it's, it's a bit of fun. What? It's really fun. Sorority Row? Yeah, because like that's, that's the era of like horror films that I started watching horror like my, with my mates and that. Like that's what we were, that's what we were given, okay? And we, we, we were satisfied with what we were given because it was there. And um, so it's just, it's a, half nostalgia and half just like I'm really enjoying how fucking stupid this is and just how awful everyone is I mean that prank at the start what the yeah, fuck were they hell. thinking like oh yeah we're just gonna roofie her so haha what a silly prank he's gonna date rape her oh wait that's not the prank there's also <laughs> this oh wait that's not the prank there's also this it's like oh you it's a little bit of a kind of Final Destination vibe at the beginning mm. of that film. You're like, oh no, what's going to go wrong? Yeah, it gets That's worse true, and yeah. worse and worse, yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it does, it is good for good scene. It's a it funny scene. It's just, I re- the fuck? <laughs> I just thought it was really stupid and I really liked it. Um, it is, yeah. It's, it's it was. Good. I mean, after like you know, three days of solid art films last month, it was nice to just not have to use my brain for a good ninety minutes. Um, which the wine like, bottle kill is incredible. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that is good. Yeah. I don't think the wine bottle kill could happen in real life, but looks oh, I great. really liked it. Oh, it was Jill Fed and um, Carrie Fisher was in it, and I always like watching her. She's like, I look after 50 bitches. (laughs) I mostly spent my time watching this wondering why they have that fucking fraternity sorority system in these American colleges. Because it just seems custom made to to, like produce the worst people in the world, doesn't it? Yeah. And they go on to run the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like basically like our system, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Create horrible people to run the country. Yeah. It's it's gross. 
But um, if you look at like Greek life in America, like the, the the version that we get fed is the solo cups and like the the big shower rooms where everyone's got their tits out all the time and you know murder. <laughs> um, but the the other side of it is like although they're charitable organisations, they do loads of work. But I just I don't know what's so real is Jimmy Savile. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what's real anymore. I really like I like films because it's pure escapism for me because we have nothing like that over here. So I like these kind of shallow, terrible films where it's like, oh my god, Cindy, your titties are amazing, dude. Mm. <laughs> oh no, I've been mad. Is that, this is, this uh. is the one where she says, if you just wanted to see a pair of perfect tits, you should have asked. Is that, is that yeah, this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's nice. great. The one. Um, yeah, I mean, like things, things like that, and like cabins in woods and yeah. mega parties. They just, yeah. I'm so bored of all that shit. And there's a lot uh, of those in I these films. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Let's talk about my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. 3D. 3D, yes. Um, first time I saw it was in, in the cinema in 3D. Uh, two men sat in front of me that had never seen 3D before. Um, as soon as um, a pickaxe came to the screen, they jumped backwards in their seats and did this throughout the whole movie. Um, so that was a, a that was a fun that was a fun experience. I hated it at the cinema. I'm looking back on my film diary. Uh, the films I'd watched before, I'd actually watched the original My Bloody Valentine that morning, just so that I'd be able to compare it. Uh, but <laughs> the last it. film that I liked before it was Inside. And I think you go from Inside to My Bloody Valentine 3D, and you're like, well, this is a load of fucking shit, isn't it? <laughs> but re-watching it, it's all right. I don't mind it. I quite it, enjoyed yeah. it second time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a good it's trashy, laugh. but it's fun. I mean, I quite like the original, I think mostly because what's what's good about the original are the kind of moody, spooky shots inside the mine. And they've clearly gone, yes, we use that as a big kind of focal point with the, yeah. um, with the remake. And it's it's silly. And Though if, if you don't have a 3D telly, which I don't, and you're actually watching it on like a Kindle <laughs> tablet type thing, yeah. it's, it's a film just where a lot of stuff gets poked at the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, why, why are they so close? Why is this dude so close to me? Yeah. yeah, and the the um, first I think it's the first kill very early on anyway where that woman gets her head chopped in half. I think you know that it's the, the eyeball one that's the first one. Oh yeah. No, well, the early kill where the person gets her head chopped in half on a spade and uh, then it's like the top half there slides down it. Mm. It's such a terrible effect. I think that's what put me off the rest of the film when I first saw it. Yeah. It, it just it's so shit. It's like oh, are all the effects going to be this this terrible CGI? But, but it's not. It's, it, there's some good stuff in it. There's also some shit dialogue, like oh, yeah. that woman in the motel. He goes, "Did you know that St. Valentine was the patron saint of love?" Like, yes, <laughs> everyone knows that. That scene has got the most unnecessary nudity I've ever seen in a film, as well. Very, very long, extended, just woman getting a crap beaten out of her in a car park. Apparently, her character wasn't meant to be naked throughout, but she insisted. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? That's what it said on IMDb. So oh, really? You're kidding me? Oh, right, okay. Really? That's an interesting yeah. artistic choice. Hmm. Well, I suppose it's memorable, isn't it? Mammorable. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. That's good. What about uh, April Fool's Day? Oh, oh, so oh, oh now, has anyone seen the, who's seen the original April Fool's Day? Yes, yes, I have. That's charming, isn't it? I it's like a lovely it. little silly yes. slasher. Yes. It's not even the same thing. This no, it's very well, it's different. It's sort of the same thing. It's still, it's still like a load of posh people going to a party, and there's a prank. See, when it started, when it started, I thought maybe it was going to be like a sort of. 
like a Brett Easton Ellis type thing about these people are awful but they're so awful it's almost like a Baroque thing or maybe it's going to be like society and something really fucked up is going to happen no it's just awful people yeah, yeah. I mean this one really does have like the, the prank is to have this woman raped yeah. yeah literally yeah. the prank yeah there's no twist I don't get that yeah yeah they gave her a seizure yeah, <laughs> yeah. They are so horrible, these people. Like They're so unlikable. They're, you're not supposed to like any of them, right? You're supposed to. No. I can't imagine they'd think that you would size with any of them because they're all horrific bastards. It wouldn't be as bad if they were horrible if it was like interesting because I was genuinely... I bought to tears yeah, with this so one. Because yeah. like, yeah. with Sorority Row, they're all awful, but at least it was entertaining. And this one, it was just like... Just when did they get into people. the fireworks? But yeah, like what's... Mm. It's got a relatively good ending. Well, the big twist, which is the same as the big twist in the original, is fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, and also, it really makes you think, wow, posh white people are so privileged, they can't even die properly. <laughs> they, they even survive being killed in a horror film. <laughs> uh, the stepfather, also in this sort of vhs batch. Um, when I saw that Amber Heard was in it, I hope that one of the things that they did was shit in yeah, the shit in the bed. bed <laughs> never came to pass. Yeah, she's kind of she's soured films now. I can't watch anything with her in because she's awful. But uh, yeah, shit in the bed. Just the time I'm watching it. <laughs> the only thoughts I had was this was like he's not actually that good a serial killer, and she shat in a bed. Yeah, how has he not been caught a hundred times an hour? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll tell you why. Because uh, the police drawing of what he looks like looks like literally every man in the film. <laughs> so when when everyone says, "Oh, don't you think David looks like the police drawing of the true. guy they're looking for?" Could it also looks like the son, also looks like the ex husband. It's, like, it's basically they've done a they've done a photo foot of somebody who looks just like mid tier acting in LA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a mid tier LA actor. Exactly. Who has in any relationship a series of locked lockers in their basement and that's just fine? Yeah. <laughs> that's you know. I've got that I've got that downstairs. Oh, so they're all just um no, I just keep things in there. I don't think about it too hard. <laughs> no, no, there's eight of them, yes, and they're man-sized, floor to ceiling, locked, locked up. What's happened to the key? I don't know. It's fallen out of the door. Gonna know what's happened to it. <laughs> They've only been together six months, haven't yeah. they? And, he, and, yeah. he's, and he's renovated downstairs with, with cages. So it's yeah. a dungeon, yeah. A little kill dungeon. And it's one of those updates, isn't it? Is, is we've reinvented the stepfather for the modern age, which means it gets really bogged down with everyone texting each other. Yeah. And, like oh, yeah. there's camera phones and websites and webcams and emails and all this. It's like done in a really unnatural way. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It was all right. It was a film. It was about 90 minutes. <laughs> it looked, looked more like a coffee advert. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does look like an advert. It's so annoying though it is that all these remakes were being churned out instead of uh, the studios coming up with original ideas. <laughs> it doesn't really feel like they're shitting on flawless classics most of the time. Uh, but one film that a lot of people do think is a flawless classic, I disagree, is Martyrs, which got an American remake in 2015. Yeah, um, I like the original. I don't think it's incredible. I think it's a very well-made film. I think it's one of the best um, French extreme films, like when all those films are being made. But this remake just takes everything away from what the original did like the original has its disturbed moments and it is a pretty horrific film and this one just feels like 
Teletubbies. <laughs> I would not. There's, there's, there's gore in there and stuff, but it feels Unless like someone. What they're cutting into their skin is TV sets. Yeah. Then <laughs> it just doesn't work. This one. I'm surprised we haven't talked about Martyrs on the show before the original, but mm. I hate it. I think it's so boring. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand why it's got the kudos it's got. No, and I actually think this remake is a little bit better. <laughs> it's, it's it's still boring, and I think it really nails the uh, oppressive atmosphere which the original has. Um, and the, the remake's got more variety to the violence in it. It's sort of more exciting for that reason. Uh, the underground torture room lab thing is more believable as well because it's not this vast science complex. It's just like a room under a house. Yeah. I like how it's got a gallery feel to it as well with the nice pictures on the side. So it's like, maybe they've just got a nice like gallery. They're just doing a degree show down here. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. They've made an effort, haven't they, with the torture chamber? I quite yeah, like yeah, that. To make it homely yeah. with um, yeah. pictures of previous torturees. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to have a feature wall, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is Julie. We tortured her in the summer, didn't we, dear? Yes, we did. And this is David. We cut his nose off. No, we cut David's nose off. Yes, it was David's nose. We cut off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I still think it's fucking boring, but um... there's an awful lot of screaming and heavy breathing. Like, yeah. it started, to, I know it's a horror film and everything, but like, there's so <laughs> all the way through, it gets it's a bit one note, I think. Time was that set of noises you just did would have got you Arts Council funding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't checked the website, but they're giving it to fucking anybody now, aren't they? <laughs> 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 to me it felt just a bit disjointed i was more interested in the the torturey chamber bit than i was the oh she's got monsters and spooky yeah. ghosts like well, i don't i mean i guess yeah they're all linked but it just felt a bit like all over the shop and i, I would have preferred it if they focused more on the sort of the creepy underground death cult thing i mean the the, the opening scene is still brilliant not the opening scene but the opening massacre is still brilliant in both versions i think <sighs> But I mean, this applies to both versions. So I do think they're quite similar. They do the mechanics of horror, all the screaming and yeah. the, you know, the running through trees, running through, mm. yeah, walking mm. through dark houses, all that. But it's just, it, I wrote a porn analogy. For some reason I wrote, but it doesn't make any sense. I, I this made sense to me when I wrote it. I wrote the biggest dicks, the most plastic women pounding sex and screaming, but it's not real sex. And Martyrs has all the mechanics of horror amped up in a similar way, but it doesn't do anything that horror has to do to keep me interested. Maybe fans of glossy modern porn also love Martyrs. Uh, I think I must have written that really late at night because it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. <laughs> that does sound very much like that should start with Dear Diary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's true though that is a good analogy I think because it's like you can ha you can put all the things there that are supposed to be the thing but there's something missing and that's the, yeah. and that's the horror isn't it it's like all, mm. like somebody getting their back cut up and all the rest of things that they do. you should be horrified but I was sort of sitting mm. there going yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks yeah. looks painful yeah. <laughs> there's something not I don't know and it's difficult to put your finger on what that thing that is that's missing because if if you were talking to the people who made it and you were like just thought it was missing something they go well what what was it we'll put it in and you go don't know just the thing you're right the yeah. thing that I like wasn't in it <laughs> I don't know what it is um, uh, Lou what's the what's the thing that is missing from the remake that you think the original has I think there's more a sense of dread in the original it's quite grimy just the whole feeling of the original, like the whole bathroom scene and that. I feel like it's just 
not here with that. That's what, I think that's why I liked the original because it sort of did get under my skin and this one I just didn't have that same effect on me. Nonetheless, I think that brings us to the grubbier end of classic horror. Uh, 1970s films like Last House on the Left, I Spit on Your Grave and I Suppose The Hills of Eyes. How do you think they turned out after being given the glossy 21st century treatment? I mean, all three of them are genuinely horrible films. Both the originals and the remakes are all okay. pretty horrible, violent, sort of nihilistic films, aren't they, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe my ears when I heard that I Spit on Your Grave was getting one of these remakes. It I just amazed, seemed so yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, because that's a really horrible film, isn't it? The original yeah, 70s as fuck. one. Yeah, yeah, and I was amazed. And I was thinking about this when I was watching it again, that there's sort of got like a bit of an internal thing that doesn't work because to do the massive revenge, to make the revenge in the second half of the film make sense, what has to happen to her in the first half of the film has to be so awful mm. to make what she then does to the men in the second half of the film feel justified. So it's like they've got themselves into this like double bind where they somehow have to include... It's like, it's like 50 minutes of basically torturing and raping a woman. In and the original it is. This is, this is much shorter, but yeah. it is still nasty. The original is beyond the pale. It's really, really just a worthless piece of shit. Oh, no, no, I think it's incredibly powerful. It's interesting. But the remake, the second half, the, the, the murders are very inventive. The, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the revenge killings are very inventive, so it does sort of... I mean, of... She, she basically turns into Jigsaw. She, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. turns into a saw mm-hmm. film. They've got a little bit of wit to them, haven't they? And they've got a little bit of an inventive to them. So actually, it does redeem itself a bit in the second half. But I never thought that the 70s one ever redeemed itself. I just thought it was terrible. Well, I mean, the big criticism of the original is that the um, revenge section is just a bit throwaway and yeah. they don't suffer the same that she did. And also, she, it's sexualised in the same way. She's still sexualised mm. in the second half, isn't she? Well, the problem I have with the remake is that it tries to make horror entertainment out of her rape, which the original I don't think does at all. I think the original is an ordeal for everyone involved. Yeah, that's true. Like, whereas this, you know, there's a bit where like, oh, something knocks against her door and then there's a dead bird on her doorstep and there's all these spooky strings on the soundtrack and all the lighting is weird and like moonlit and scary. And you're supposed to, they're supposed to get you in the mood for like, you know, horror roller coaster japes. Yeah, and that's then it's true. like a twenty-minute rape. Yeah, the original doesn't do that. It's very strange. No, I find isn't that really yeah. quite distasteful. Really, <laughs> about the remake. I remember when this came out though, and everyone was like saying, "Oh, this is this is good. So like, this is you know powerful woman. It's like, but the woman's only put in power because of something really fucking horrible, and you know." After you've been raped, you don't really want to set up a load of jigsaw traps. You just want a cup of tea and it's like... It doesn't make sense. I brought myself to watch it and I have been assaulted. I watched it from my personal experience viewpoint and I was just like, it just feels like any other torture porn film that was popular at the time. It doesn't feel groundbreaking. Some of the kills are entertaining, but it just feels a bit grubby getting entertainment from it. Do you think that original film, that 70s one, I'm not sure about the remake, but do you think that that 70s one genuinely comes from a no. good place? No. I think some people may have tried to have a, a more sort of feminist spin on it. Mm. But do you think it was made from a, do you think it was made from a misogynist position? Having not seen it, and I don't want to make judgments on things that I've not seen, but I have wasted many an hour in the BFI bookshop reading <laughs> scholarly articles about films I'm too much of a wimp to have seen. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, it doesn't sound like that was what they were planning. It's a grindhouse exploitation film. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is nasty. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think it is really powerful, really well done. It is horrible. And it's meant to be horrible, I think. Yeah, it's conflicting because it's like I feel like it's a really important film, 
um, but I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> it doesn't make rape look fun or entertaining mm. for anyone concerned. Whereas I think the remake does a bit. I think yes. it's yeah, I true. think it and the, then the fact that spends the next half hour trying to make you feel sympathetic towards the rapist for feeling yeah, a bit sad that's and a real problem isn't it like yeah. you're, you're asked to sort of identify with their sort of fear and stuff yeah. aren't you? It's, it's very it's very difficult in the second half it was strange that because I, I got to a point where I was like alright so who's going to stop her I'm like no wait I don't want her to be stopped I'm very confused but yeah, I think you make a good point with the whole like it needs to be horrible to justify it mm. I don't no, know. got any thoughts on this did you watch it yeah um You'd be wicked now if you went, I loved it. <laughs> I don't, don't like it. I thought I preferred the first half to the second. <laughs> this is the only one on the list I watched six times. <laughs> yeah, this is my tenth watch of uh, my favourite film. Um, Friday night, get the popcorn out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Watch a bit of the old ice bit on your yeah. grave. All six films. Some of the most problematic cosplay I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think the gore effects... The- work in this the whole bath the acid bath like that mm. stuff works but it is just trying too hard to be oh this horrific thing happens so we got to then put it even higher for her to then do really horrific stuff where is she getting the mental capacity to live in the woods for a month because again yeah like again mm. you you just want a cup of tea and a cu- mostly a cuddle that was my experience you don't want to go do you know what i'm gonna go full ramirs live in the woods mm. buy some acid put i could go to, i could go to the police and maybe get some therapy nah woods Stephen armand row i find it weird that he did this film then decided, oh, I need a sequel. I need to make a sequel, but instead oh, yeah. it's going to be sex trafficking. And now Stephen Armand Rowe has gone on to do Hallmark romance movies. <laughs> wow. Se- wow. 17 of them. Wow. wow. Really? I cuddle on your grave. Did I still go too? <laughs> and then just, then just said, oh, no, I've got to, I'm going to do the Hallmark romance movies now. Oh, that's a breakdown. I have a kooky Christmas misunderstanding on your grave. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there's some dubious sexual politics in those as well, though. (laughs) Um, What about The Last House on the Left, though? I hate the original, because the original original. is is pretty much a comedy. Even Those horrific bits happen, but we have to have the two idiot cops that try and get on top of a car um, white drives away at one point and they fall off the bonnet of the car yeah. and then we get <laughs> comedy music throughout and it's yeah. ridiculous and then the remake just goes right we're not going to do that we're just going to make it really, really dark boring. now <laughs> and really boring and bland and mm. there's only about one good kill in the whole film and why is every single practical effect orange why are the people Ooh. orange when like the the um, prosthetic part of them is orange and that cop gets killed in the car you see half of his face that's meant to be really hurt and he's just completely orange like no one knew what human skin looked like with this film I think also it doesn't help the fact that the lighting in this and this is this seems to be something that was kind of a feature of quite a lot of the glossier end of sort of horror in the 2000s is the colour palette is very um, very grey yeah. yeah, I don't know enough about this to actually finish this sentence, but it was something to do with uh, like a wash to make digital films look glossy, wasn't it? Mm. To like, to, like tie uh, digital thing yeah. together. I think there was a reason for it. Yeah, it was the same so they way all that have... any of the kind of the actiony movies tend to be kind of like blue or orangey. Yeah, they have some digital process which they all got a hard on for, and they put it over everything. It just makes them look murky and. Yeah, yeah and the, the worst ones are those really low budget American independent films that have all got this really wintry filter on them yeah. mm. I hate yeah. that as, as soon as the film starts I, I'm like like the, my low this month Dark Was The Night as soon as it started with that filter on it I thought I'm going to hate this yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did 
Yeah, whereas this has got the summer filter on it, where everything's like <laughs> glowing yeah. in weird, unnatural yeah. ways. Oh, that, yeah, and that's what you mean by orange, isn't it? Yeah, everything's sort of yeah. like sun-kissed, isn't it? Everything's yeah. sort of, um, yeah, golden. This like starts out like it is going to be a 13-episode Netflix drama. So much mm. unnecessary backstory. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the original isn't a perfect film by any means. It's a tonal mess. Why does the original film have the keep repeating to yourself, it's only a movie? It's only yeah. a movie. What so was everyone repeating when those people fall off the top of the car? It's only a movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing scary about the original. Because otherwise they were all running out of the cinema to check no one had fallen off the top of the car. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Hills of Eyes? It's all right. Alexandra yeah, right. Again, yeah, really that, like... that suffers from excessively grey, washed out mm. colour palette. Which it's the same colour, yeah, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. it's in a fucking desert, so it should, yeah. it should be a little bit more interesting. Oh. Color wise, and it's a little bit too CGI. And also, I mean, it's scuzzy and nihilistic and horrible as fuck, but I really like the original Hills Have Eyes. And there's like some, again, there's a certain undefinable something missing from the remake. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, I, I like the fact that it started with the. Um, the kind of the cheesy country song and the sort of footage of kind of cheesy Americana and then sort of images of um, birth defects. Kids mm. Birth defects. I'm sure one of those birth defects is a two-headed baby with a giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. Three-headed baby. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> How big were its balls? Anyway, they're out of shot. How big were this baby's balls? That's what I want to know. This is why they don't have message boards on IMDb anymore. Enough of this chitter chatter. How big were this baby's balls? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think my problem with the Hills of Eyes. I mean, I don't, don't like the original, but this is whatever um it doesn't give you any reason to give a shit about the family yeah. apart from the fact they're being attacked like i don't like them I, why should i care about them just because they're yeah. not the ones who who are cannibals <laughs> and there's not enough to kind of establish the sort of the cannibal family either they were just like oh how deformed can we make people look it does feel a bit like throwing a dart at a dartboard and just going, yeah, we'll do that. That'll do. He's got yeah, big head. Yeah. Big head. Yeah, he's, cool. He's, uh, he's got big head. He's got an arse coming out of his armpit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he literally doesn't know his arse from his elbow. <laughs> Have you ever played... Um fallout games it feels very influenced by fallout 3 like the, the sort of section at the end with the shotgun and the dog going through like passing all the mannequins that felt like it was a cutscene from fallout 3 to me oh, they were the other way around weren't they were they really uh fallout 3 was yeah two years later actually yeah yeah so yeah dirty <laughs> <laughs> Three balls, you say? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) All right, going even uh, further back to 1960s horror, there are a couple of remakes of Herschel Gordon Lewis's early splatter movies 2001 Maniacs, the remake of 2000 Maniacs, and uh, The Wizard of Gore. Uh, Bryony, why are you excited about 2001 Mania? Because <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. It is really good. <laughs> it's so much it's fun. So, it's, yeah. I um, So I forced uh, Jack to watch this, and you know he only likes Italian sex films, and he's like, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is, but just go with it. Uh, and cackling, howling. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And it's so fun. <laughs> and it's so horrible. Yeah. It's just... 
daft. It's such a daft film. Yeah, and Robert Englund's in it for more than five seconds. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, and he's he's brilliant. He's just like chewing the fuck out of that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, His best role part, yeah. Freddie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just a real guilty pleasure of mine. It's just awful, but great, great fun. Yeah, and like when it started, I was like, oh, fucking hell, another bloody load of annoying college yeah, college kids on spring break. Yeah. But they start getting torn apart so quickly. Yeah, It's great. It's great. It's literally great. pulled apart, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like a cartoon, this film. It yeah. is. Everything's that over the top. It's just brainless and fun a lot of the gore effects were like sort of they'd put a load of fake guts in a jack-in-the-box and wound it up and it just went <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah why couldn't more of these remakes be like 2001 maniacs why do they have to be all so fucking pretty and yeah yeah it just it knew what it was and yeah. i i give it a lot of credit for that um the wizard of gore the other hg lewis remake i watched the first 20 minutes and then i fell asleep i was put off at the start where one of the title cards says featuring the suicide i girls. was put off by that as well mm. yeah and then the first 10 minutes when it's trying to establish the setting of like this really you know spooky dark thing that's going on and you just can't concentrate because it's like all these suicide girls tits getting in the way the whole time <laughs> like put some clothes on if they have a clause in their contract that they, they yeah. won't do any clothes scenes no, they, don't well, they wouldn't be clothes. the suicide girls would they yeah. if they they'd just be the girls the out in the film i yeah. think yeah a selection oh. of ladies yeah they'd just be the, the mildly sad girls i didn't realize suicidal thoughts made you get your tits out <laughs> all the time mate all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's a very confusing film as well and it's it's mumbled and you can't hear what they're saying yeah no. from what I, from, from, I only watched about half of it and yeah you can't you can't hear what they're saying yeah it doesn't feel like very, very well made no uh, Cliff could you change this part where you've muffled Phil when he's saying you can't hear what they're saying that's, that's what the Wizard point, of Gaul yeah. sounds like. <laughs> that sounds like Cary Grant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 And there's one more I wanted to talk about before we move on to our second feature because we covered Andreas Schnass's violent shit on our 80s splatter episode. And of course, he did a remake of The Anthropophagus Beast called <laughs> Anthropophagus 2000. <laughs> Cliff, why do you like this? <laughs> the gore is amazing. No, it's the gore's the best fun. thing, but the rest of it is dog shit. Of course it is. It's a load, load of shit. But the gore is amazing. It's really good fun. Why is there a, why is there the scene with a, where a storm is happening on a boat? The man keeps falling over even though the boat's not moving. <laughs> The lightning is them flashing the lights and someone has a hose out. Someone's just spraying yeah. a hose behind him for the rain. Well, bear in mind, the original was shot on a Greek island and at sea, and this was probably shot in Andreas Schnass's garden. <laughs> so. Yeah, with a family camcorder they just found hidden Oh, in my box. God, yeah. I mean, you could tell they tried, and it was only like an hour long. That Swedish or Dutch couple or whatever at the start oh who speak English in the tent while they're having weird, <laughs> weird sex. <laughs> It's like 10 minutes of nipple sucking. Yeah. <laughs> and just, oh, you are so wonderful. Now I am going to have a nap. <laughs> and he just rolls over. He's so gross. He's like, like paunchy, horrible, like Fabio hair. 
Yeah. And she's like wearing these massive like platform trainers and just like, I've been collecting water now. You'll nap after the sex. But the sex is really weird because like she takes her tits out because she's sad. And then, um... <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, and then... my tits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise they make. And then she's all, he's all like on the nipples for 10 minutes. And then I think they're supposed to be having sex, but she's still got her pants on. And she's just like wriggling around, like just having a wriggle. And then no climax happens from either of them. And he's like, that was great. I liked that a lot. I got a nap now. And she's like, cool. And then axes happen. It's, um... it's, the, it's the bit leading up to that scene that I really like, where like they're walking along the beach towards their tent. And I, you could just feel Andreas Schnass going, right, what sort of dialogue does a happy young couple on a beach say to each other nah too difficult they'll just pick her up and drop her and pick her up and drop her they'll laugh about it that's probably what couples do isn't it it is yeah then they'll have sex for 10 minutes but they had sex for like maybe 30 seconds most of it was tits and uh, (laughs) and it wasn't even it was just I don't know it was like oh, is this going to be real sex? Because when it got, like, the nipple close-ups, I was like, for fuck's sake, is there another rocket nights? And we're going to be watching <laughs> real sex again. And uh, They were a real couple, those two actors, so... Wow, she could have done so... much better. <laughs> From far away, he looked all right. And then when, yeah. they, got in the tent, when they got in the tent, I was like, oh, oh he's haggard. on here? Oh, he's a haggard man. <laughs> and not haggard in, like, Vince Vaughan way, just quite haggard and just like, oh, no, this is terrible. Anyway, worth it for the gore. <laughs> I just I knew this was like a cliff choice when it when it popped up. Hey, I'd never seen it before. Really? It's just like you know, yeah. Oh, uh, I felt this was like just one of your films that you'd make us watch <laughs> occasionally. Well, you know, I like I like to be able to you know we'll do the mainstream stuff. We'll do the really obscure shit. <laughs> How many people are going to search out Amphilocrocolis two thousand after this? I hope we spur on like a Blu-ray release. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> Blu-ray release would do it any justice, <laughs> to be honest. This this released on 4K, yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's better than violent shit. Oh, yeah, it's much better, and we can actually hear what people are saying in this film. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that the um, the subtitler just sort of gave up halfway through, <laughs> and there's, like, whole scathes of dialogue, and then the subtitler, like, yes. Like, none of the... <laughs> Missed out on a lot of key plot points, I think, there. <laughs> All right, our second feature is Frank Calhoun's 2012 remake of William Lustig's 1980 film, Maniac. Please don't scream. You're so beautiful. I think you're cute. You like it rough? What do you do exactly? I take pictures of mannequins. I try to bring them to life. Would you like to see my work? It's amazing. I love them. Sometimes I think that they have more personality than most people. So what does your girlfriend think of your work? I, I don't have a girlfriend. You and Anna are a perfect fit. I think you're incredibly talented. They may just have found the last true romantic. I don't know about all that. I have a surprise for you. Please! Help me! Why are you scared? <laughs> Why? A seriously disturbed man tries to form relationships with women. With women. 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 Don't say the bloody word. You've seen them. You've seen them around. No balls. None of them. 
Bloody women, hell. but can't help killing them and stapling their scalps to the mannequins he surrounds himself with. <laughs> um, I think this is the best slasher remake of the lot. Uh, Luke, you picked it. Do you have much love for the original, for starters? Um, yeah, I do still really like the original, but I do think this is way better. I think the original mm. still has its fun, practical effects, especially the car scene. Um, but I still think this just takes it further. It just changes, changes it completely, puts you more in the mind of Frank. Like, the original has some dodgy acting, but this just works completely. <laughs> <it> just... <laughs> I love Caroline Monroe, but she was never the greatest actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, this is this is so good. For me, I, I just like when it does the first-person stuff, but it sometimes does those shots where it goes out of it. I've seen so many reviews where people complain about the the fact that it doesn't stay first person the whole time sometimes it comes out of his body without explanation i think it works works so well yeah it really brilliant like the first i remember when i saw of fright fest and as soon as that bit happened where the camera zoomed out and it stood like the well the poster when he's got the scalp in his hand Mm. i remember everyone just cheered at that point because of how (laughs) just because i think because they loved the original so much Mm. they saw that scene and were like oh that's that's amazing and the score of this is done by rob rob is it rob Rob from Phoenix, the band yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah the, the score is cracking for this it's film. Incredible. It's incredible. Really brilliant. It's one of the only soundtracks I actually listen to on uh, on my headphones. So I'm not a big soundtrack person, but this is amazing. I really, really liked it. And I've not seen the original. I do actually want to check it out now because um, mm. I've, I've heard good things about it. But yeah, I, th- I thought this was, was great. It's, it's well directed. It's well acted. And... I find that the the ending. I mean, he does the really really horrible nasty shit, but the ending is kind of a little bit. What happens to him feels very justified, but at the same time, there's also an element of oh, yeah, he had a soul in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, it can be read so many different ways, can't it? That ending. It's yeah. um It's surreal and weird and. But I I just I kind of in, I read it that um, yeah. he he was dying <laughs> from his injuries, and he was imagining a sort of. Uh, retribution from the, the victims of the oh. revenge against him but there was still a moment as he was dying where you were just like you know for all of sick and horrible as he was there's also he has got a, a soul there he is human and that's disturbing yeah I mean he's ill isn't he there's a definite he's like Ill, he's, yeah. he's not yeah. well <laughs> I mean clearly he's massively misogynistic and just the whole kind of like oh no you're traumatised because your mum did a sex boo <laughs> <laughs> did a um, sex and told you to close the door close the door <laughs> oh now I'm going to staple people's wigs to mannequins yeah um, that, that seemed a little bit of a but he you know he was broken broken individual i mean he is sick they're very yeah. sick I mean, it's a sick film it's it's every time i watch it i am surprised it didn't cause more controversy really yeah i think it was banned in a couple of countries i mean that that very first scalping that's you know pretty seamless it's you know it's quite sort of um full-on isn't it so even mm. that in itself I'd have thought and that, i love the way the, the title appears in massive red letters across the screen <laughs> at that point so good <laughs> Like yes, this is this is a film called Maniac. It's about a fucking maniac. <laughs> Just in case you're in any doubt, I'm not arguing with anything I've seen so far. It's, <laughs> it's sick. It's it's it sick. it's yeah. It's pretty gross, but I love it so much. I just found it annoying. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just found it like just a bit annoying and a bit awkward. Um, I I wasn't bowled over by it. I was just like, yeah, cool. Elijah Wood's doing his uh, thing 
Um, cool. Uh, it was scary. I'll I mean, he's not that. doing his normal thing, is he? No, it? but it's... He's not after a fucking ring. No, it's like, <laughs> you know, like Robert Patterson, Elijah Wood, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, they've all sort of made their fortune and now they do weird, obscure films. So mm-hmm. Elijah Wood's done yeah. a few small budget indie horror films, I think. Yeah. Um, Who did the Sex with a Horse play? Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be Radcliffe, yeah. And he also yeah, they played... try and break out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Doing either horror or having sex with a horse. Daniel Radcliffe also did that film Swiss Army Man, where Bruce he plays a farting corpse yeah. with, a, with permanent erection. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's great. It's great when you've made your money, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just a bit bored and a bit annoyed by it. There was a couple of moments, like when uh, she's like, "Oh, my boyfriend," and like I felt that in the pit of my stomach because you know that's a very real mm. thing that happens when you're chatting to a guy and you think they're friends, and then they're actually a maniac who staples scalps to mannequins because <laughs> you know don't want to be friend zoned. Um, yeah. So there were moments, and you know it was cool looking, and yeah, the soundtrack was good, but it just didn't hit the spot with me, unfortunately. Um, there was a bit at the start where he's on a dating website and it just reminded me of a film, a film I watched recently called Love Sick Sick Love that um, CJ actually posted to me because he was getting rid of the DVD. Similarly about a maniac who uses uh, a dating websites to pick up girls and I think, did he murder them? I can't remember. But anyway. Probably. <laughs> this is such a cheap film. Love Sick Sick Love is such a cheap film that their idea of what a dating uh, website looks like is him typing words into MS Word <laughs> and then in a different font, a reply appears, but it's still Word. Oh, it's Word. Oh, it's God. Like, What's that? It's like in that Kelly Rowland video. Yes. Yeah, when she's texting, but it's on. She's like, where are you at? And it's like, but you're on XL. Like, no one's going <laughs> to no reply, babe. The cameraman got more than he bargained for. I'm to feel up that woman's tits. Yeah, that wasn't Elijah, yeah. was it? I mean... That, no, no, that's the cameraman. Yeah, fun. Fun day at work. Oh, I think it does a really good job of like conveying what it must be like to be a woman alone at night being stalked, which weirdly other slasher films don't tend to do so well. No, there, there's a normality to it, um, if that's the right word. It's just almost mundane, the sort of the stalking. It's still terrifying, but it's just mm. that's that's how it is. Whereas in you know other stalky talky films, it would be played up a lot more, and she'd be like, oh shit. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I. I I did appreciate the sort of realism, I suppose, with that. I mean, I guess, yeah, for me, the, 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 the frights for me were like just the sort of realistic bits, like the stalking or the bit where he finds out she's got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like That's the bits where I was like, oh, there's some dread here. Oh, no. So, yeah, kudos for that. And um, has anyone seen Abducted in Plain Sight? Yes. The documentary about the yeah. couple that sort of pimped their daughter out to <laughs> yes. Rito. <laughs> yes. Well, that daughter was the woman who plays Rita in Maniac. You're kidding me. The agent. Oh, really? Um, and that's a fucking nasty scene, her death. Yeah, that's horrible. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm the only one who's really excited by Maniac. Not enough Maniacs for me. Yeah, you need at least another 2,000. <laughs> you need another 2,000, yeah. <laughs> I've watched it four times now, which is six fewer times than Luke's watched I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> <laughs> After all those remakes, you probably want something fresh and original now. Too bad. It's time for the 44th game of Scary Noises. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little mouth on the front of it. It's like something off the Muppets. It's an automatone and it's the most annoying, horrible thing I've ever bought, and I love it. I mean, I could just oh. about do smoke on water. 
Uh, and I, I, oh wow! Yeah. Go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Thank you. And Luke, you got your fart book, is it again? A doctor fart toy. Doctor fart, nice. Emily, you got a glass and a yeah, me cigarette usual. Glass and an e-cig. Yeah. Phil, um, having to go with the high flying birds, scissors. Right, okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, right, so six pairs of scary noises to identify, and one half of each pair is from a slasher remake. Here's your first pair. Hey, Susan. Hello, Seaton. So this started as just your run-of-the-mill debutante ball, is that right? Riley. Um, the dialogue is from April Fool's Day. It is? Music was from a dready bit in a dready film. Yeah, uh, yeah, dready, dready bit. <laughs> Definitely oh. dready. <laughs> it was so definite dread. Yeah. Okay. Possibly so some ju- uh, unease. Ju- judge dread. Yeah, it was judge dread. <laughs> it wasn't judge dread. Uh, Emily and Luke, you get the music. Hey, Susan. Hello, Seaton. So this started as just your run-of-the-mill debutante ball, is that right? Well, no, not exactly. It was hosted by the city's elite Cartier family. Oh, the Kennedys of the Carolinas, right? Yeah. But someone died. Yeah. Died. At a ball, this is supposed to celebrate someone coming out, not going out. Phil knows what it is. <laughs> is it Dr. Sleep? Oh, you got the first two letters right. It's Bram Stoker's Dracula. It is Dracula, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number two. Now why the fuck you want a local redneck newspaper in New Zealand? Pipe down and I'll tell you. I've been getting the paper for the last month. Mm-hmm. I've been checking the classified. Emily. Uh, the dialogue is from Death Proof. Yes, it is. Wow, nice Music. One. Is the music maniac? No. So, Phil and Bryony, can you get the music? Now why the fuck you want a local redneck newspaper in New Zealand? Pipe down and I'll tell you. I've been getting the paper for the last month. Mm-hmm. And I've been checking the classified at the back and the car's for sale. So, as of yesterday, for sale in this town, some dude is selling a stock 1970 Dodge Challenger with a 440 engine and a white paint job. It was one of the gritty ones. I don't know, Friday the 13th. It is. Ooh. Hold <laughs> well on. <laughs> was my celebration number th- song? All right, number three. We met earlier and you said that you could jailbreak my phone. Does that mean you know how to hack into an app? Yeah. Oh, great. Look, we need your help. Yes, it's, Luke. It's a dialogue countdown. It is. Do you have the music? Um, Maniac. It's not Maniac. <laughs> Phil and Brian, eh? You get the music. We met earlier and you said that you could jailbreak my phone. Does that mean you know how to hack into an app? Yeah. Oh, great. Look, we need your help. It's kind of an emergency. Sorry. Already running late to my Tinder date and I haven't matched with anybody in a while, so... No. You really want to impress this girl? This credit card has a $2,000 limit. Is it The Hills Have Eyes? It is. Bloody hell. Oh, wow. <laughs> so halfway was 3-2 uh, to Phil and Bryony. He's number four. Our stick men sold so well on the internet that we started selling them in the front yard. And then somebody came by to buy them and they wanted rocks. And so we went out in the backyard and got rocks out of my rock garden, but I didn't want to get rid of them. So the guy offered me $10 after he started booting it up more. And his wife really wanted them, so we sold them to him. We sold some rocks on the internet, but not as much because it costs too much to ship a rock. Nobody? Um, it's the music. <laughs> 2001 Maniacs? No, it's not. 
Um, can I guess that the music is My Bloody Valentine? It's not. I had no ideas on the dialogue or anyone. I feel like I've watched it recently, but I can't remember. Is it uh, Revenge of the Rocks? <laughs> it's not Revenge <laughs> of the Rocks. It's, uh, the music was from the Wizard of Gore remake, and the dialogue was from Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Oh, oh, oh yeah, of course. All right, number five. The sooner you figure out the cookie deal, easier your life's going to be. Just saying. It's a woman's world. We're just guests here. Yes, Phil. The, the dialogue's a stepfather. It is. Do you get the music? New, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and Lake, music. The sooner you figure out the cookie deal, easier your life's going to be. Just saying. It's a woman's world. We're just guests here. Wise man, I'd say your wife is very lucky. Oh, uh, I'm not married anymore. Still wear it, but uh, I lost my wife and daughter in an accident. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, Paul Blartmore cop, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Hellraiser Judgment. Oh. Where are we? The one to go. It's 4-2 to Phil and Bryony. So, Emily and Lit, you can beat them if you get both of these. Because last time I checked, this was a senior bathroom. <laughs> yeah, Bryony? Oh, it's uh, Sorority Rose, the dialogue. Yes, it is. Music? Uh, did I, Phil, did you get that? I did not. Oh. Uh, Emily and Lit, you'll get the music easily, I reckon. Because last time I checked, this was a senior bathroom. Do I have to start checking stalls again? No, I didn't think so. You can leave now. Actually, wait, drop your towel first. My room's on the other side of the- Without rules, there would be chaos. Fine. But if you wanted to see perfect tits, all you had to do was ask. <laughs> um, is it Jaws for the revenge? Are you going for Jaws 4? No, it's Jaws. <laughs> no, oh, I was going to say Jaws, and I was like, that can't be Jaws. <laughs> I know I always say, oh, I was going to say that, but I genuinely was. <laughs> All right, so it's 5-2 to Phil and Bryony. Well done. <laughs> One slasher remake we didn't cover this month was Rob Zombie's Halloween, and that's because next month we're looking at his entire filmography. And because he hasn't done enough to fill a whole show, thankfully, uh, we'll also be covering Eli Roth's horror movies. So two love them or hate em directors. Uh, and as winners of Scary Noises, Phil and Bryony, do you want to pick a Rob Zombie or Eli Roth film to do as a feature? I've got one in mind. Go for Go it. What is it? Uh, Cabin Fever, because it's brilliant. Excellent. So the start of Eli Roth's filmography. I feel that means we should finish with the, uh, the most recent Rob Zombie film then. Three from Hell. Makes sense, doesn't it? All right. Yeah. Let's do that then. But that is all from us this month. Please spread the word. Leave reviews on SoundCloud or iTunes. Buy tickets for our live show on Friday the 30th of October, uh, whether in Brighton or online. And come back at the end of September for another episode of Devil Times 5. Thanks, as always, for listening. <laughs>